Jesus is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I do what it tells me to do. And I love my Bible. So I make this as a confession that I will meditate therein both day and night on a chapter in the morning and a chapter in the evening, Monday through Friday. And because I do, my life is blessed. It is no more a mess. Now everything we touch, everything we touch turns to success. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you're watching this at home, I want you to act as though you are in this service in this moment. I don't want you to be distracted. When we turn to scriptures, get out your Bible, turn with us, and let's receive from him. Amen. Bow your heads and let's pray. Father, we thank you for this, another opportunity to meditate your word. Your word, O oh God, is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We ask that you shine the light of your word to us today by the Holy Spirit. Help us to see it. Help us to get it. Your word for us in the name of Jesus. We're open to the Holy Spirit moving in our lives. We sense your very presence in the atmosphere. Have your way, Lord. We love you, Lord. And we say hallelujah, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I won't be before you long. As I said, we've got children's ministry coming up right at the end. But I want to continue something that's been burning in my heart as a message from the Lord for you and I today. Open with me in your Bible to the book of Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18. You know, the, the world has been against people gathering together, that it's socially inappropriate for groups of any significant number to come together in one place, that it is even considered socially irresponsible. But I've got a word from the Lord that I believe will bless your life. In the book of Matthew chapter 18, verse 18 through 20, it says, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they shall ask, it will be done for them of my Father, which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So my assignment from the Lord in this message is to show you from the word of God what happens when we are gathered together. That's the title of this message today is we're going to look at what happens when. 
You see, the world says that when large groups of people are gathered together, somebody's going to get sick. Somebody's going to end up in a, in, with some, some contagious disease. Somebody is going to take some disease to their family member. And so we warn you, we urge you against gatherings. So my assignment is to show you from the word of God, not from the political uh, news bulletin, not from what's going on on CNN or Fox News or, or, or CBS or whatever the case. My assignment is to show you from the word of God what happens when two or three are get two or three hundred. Come on. Two or three thousand. When any group is gathered together in the name of Jesus, we're going to see from the word of God what happens when somebody say all right pastor preach so in Matthew chapter 18 verse 20 we see the first thing that happens when we are gathered together he says for where two or three are gathered together in my name I am in the midst of them the first thing we see happens when we're gathered together is that Jesus shows up now, you may not be able to see him with your physical eye. You may not be able to hear him with your physical ear, but he is in the house. He is speaking through me. He is moving in and out every aisle. He is here to make good on his word because we are gathered together in his name. And that's the first thing that happens. Now, what's interesting to me, and if you could turn my volume down a little bit, I, I just sound loud. Um, what, what's interesting to me is that um, the word or the phrase gathered together is, is in the scriptures like in 80 different verses. Now, I'm not going to look at 80 different verses of what happens when we're gathered together. But I just want you to begin to latch on and lock into this phrase. I don't believe he meant it or used it uh, uh, insignificantly. You can bring it back up just a little bit, please. All right. The second thing, what else happens when we're gathered together? In Mark chapter 2, verse 1 through 2, again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. How many of you all, if Jesus was at the Berry Center, how many of you all would want to go to the Berry Center? When they heard that Jesus was in the house, they immediately gathered together. Look at the next verse. Immediately when they heard that he was in the house, immediately many gathered together. Say that out loud, gathered together. So that there was no longer room to receive them. So that there was no longer room to receive them, not even at the door, and he preached the word unto them. Now, I know it may not be of the best interest. I know that it may be a little bit dangerous out there in the streets. You know, there's a lot of bad things that can happen in an evil and a dark world. That's why you want to be where God says you're supposed to be. Come on, that's why you want to do what God says you're supposed to be doing. And I'm here to tell you, when he says, if you gather in my name, I am there, that is a safe place to be. But what else happens when we're gathered together in his name? Number two, the word is preached. At least at a church like Faith Family Church. If you don't get it, if, if the lights don't work, come on. If the, if the audio doesn't work, if the singing, come on. If things don't, if the last thing we do is you're going to get a word from the Lord in this place. 
And that's what Jesus did when people were gathered together. He preached the word, glory to God. Well, what else happens when he gathered together? In Matthew chapter 13, go over there with me. In Matthew chapter 13, verse 1 through 3, he says, On the same day Jesus went out and went out of the house and sat by the sea, and great multitudes and great multitudes gathered together. They did what? Gathered together. Now, I don't know about you. Does that phrase now start to strike you differently now that we've been looking, looking at it for a few times? Every time you see it, take a mental note. Notice he went out out of the house and he just sat by the sea and great multitudes gathered together to him so that he got into a boat and he sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in a parable saying, behold, a sower went out to sow. The third thing that happens when we gather together is the spirit of wisdom and revelation begins to flow. Revelation knowledge happens when we gather together. You know what revelation knowledge is? That's when the light bulb, light bulb turns off. Have you ever been in a bad situation and you just don't know what to do? And you don't know how you're going to get through this? But then all of a sudden you get an idea? Come on, again, nobody got an idea. Maybe you've been in a place where you're trying to figure something out. Maybe you're working on something. Maybe you're doing something. And all of a sudden, you just get the idea to turn this thing around and push this thing that way. And it'll, it'll, just, it'll be exactly what you want it to be. I'm here to tell you, when we gather together, you may not be able to figure out what's going on on, on your job. You may not be able to figure out what's going on in your life or in your marriage or in your finances. But when we gather together in his name, revelation knowledge happens. Glory to God. You'll see things that you haven't seen before. You'll hear things from the Lord that you need to hear that you haven't heard before. And your life will be better because of it. Glory to God. Jesus in this moment, in Matthew 13, which is the same as Matthew 4, um, Mark chapter 4, where he preached the most important parable that he ever preached. He said, if you don't understand the sower sowing the word, then how can you understand any other parable that I tell, any other story or illustration that I use? This was the greatest revelation as it was that Jesus preached. And it happened when people were gathered together. If you're at home and online, I pray that this message, that you're receiving it from the Lord and that you're building up confidence to forge your way to find yourself in a physical house of worship. Amen. I commend you for being online. I commend you for listening to the word of God. But it's time, folks, if we can go to the gas station. I talked to somebody, and I know there are some that are hypervigilant. They haven't gone anywhere, and they haven't done anything. They've got family members at their home that have uh, issues that, 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 that may be at, uh, I guess what you call, um, 
at risk. Come on, somebody. And I respect the fact that you're choosing to tread lightly and to walk with wisdom. But there is a wisdom from the Word of God that God has for you. Listen, if you go anywhere, if you can go to see your doctor, if you go to see your lawyer, if you can go to the bank, if even if you get the groceries from the grocery man and the delivery man, listen, you can put yourself in a safe place somewhere and get yourself to church and get the word of God. Glory to God. Let's look at what else happens in 2 Chronicles. We talked about this. In 2 Chronicles, Jehoshaphat was faced with a tremendous battle. In verse 1, it happened after this that the people of Moab, the Ammon, and the Mount Seir, uh, and, they, and besides them, the Amorites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. And Judah, verse 4, gathered together to ask help from the Lord. They did what? All gathered together. I guess I'm the only one that's fired up. They did what? They gathered together to do what? Ask help from the Lord. Listen, when you get a layoff notice, when you get an eviction notice, when you get some negative report, that's not time to tuck tail and hide. That's time to go before God and say, God, I know you're good. I know you got me. I know you'll never leave me. I know you'll never forsake me. When your family seems to be going to, going to pot and things aren't going right, that's the time to get before God when you're facing the toughest battles of your life that's the time to go to God glory to God for no other reason find yourself a place where you can gather in his name well they gather together to ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord in verse 14 we jump down there the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benai, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, the Levite, and the son of Aphab in the midst of the assembly. This leads us to the fourth thing that happens when we gather together. Not only does Jesus show up, not only is the word of God preached, not only does revelation knowledge begin to flow, but number four, the Holy Spirit gets to move it. When I think about in the beginning, have God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth, verse 2, was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. But the next verse says that the Spirit of God, y'all going to let me preach today, hovered over the face of the deep. I'm here to tell you, if your life is without form, if your life is void, if darkness seems to be over the face of your life, you need a move of the Holy Ghost so God can say, light be right in the midst of darkness. Woo, man. Y'all want me to tone it down a little bit? Y'all want me to back off preaching so hard? Go ahead, pastor, preach. Woo, man, this is good. The fourth thing that happens when people are gathered together like we are, the Holy Ghost gets to move in. You can't see the Holy Spirit with your outward eyes. He could be moving in you right now and you not know it. Come on, he could be doing a work on the inside of you and you'll live up, you'll leave better than you came. Come on, your attitude, your responses, your reactions are all of a sudden a little bit better. Come on, you're better at home. 
You're better with your wife. You're better with your children. Why? Because you've gotten the presence of God and the Spirit of God get to moving on yourself. Somebody say, move, Holy Spirit, move. So the fourth thing that happens is the Holy Spirit begins to move. In 2 Chronicles, let's look at number 5, 2 Chronicles 20, 22. Now when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the people of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. The fifth thing that happens is praise and worship happens when we gather together. Isn't that right? We're going to sing something. We're going to rejoice. We're going to do like they did. Actually, this is where we get our protocol for praise and worship. We get it from what happened in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. You see, when they were faced with the worst battle of their life, that young man stood up and prophesied and spoke by the Holy Spirit and said, the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. You've been fighting with your family. You've been fighting over money. You've been fighting on the job. Come on. You've been fighting with your children. And God brought you to church today to say the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. But when Jehoshaphat consulted with the people, they said, you know what? We got to give God his due. If we don't praise him, the rocks are going to cry out. God's been good to us. We know he delivers us. When God says it, we know it's going to be. So we ought to go out to the battle and see what God does. And the way we ought to go is with some praise and with some worship. Come on. That's the way you fight your battles. It's with some praise and with some worship. What else happens? The next thing that happens, number six, is answered prayer happens. This is exactly what they prayed for when Jehoshaphat, they came to seek God. Jehoshaphat in chapter 20, he prayed one of the most anointed prayers that we have recorded in Scripture. And God answered their prayer as a result of them gathering together for prayer. How many of y'all know that's what happens when two, hey, we've already prayed for folks today. And guess what's going to happen? Answers to prayer. In Acts chapter 12, Peter found himself in a very difficult situation. Actually, he was facing death. But the church, even at risk of their own safety, gathered together and prayed for him. The Spirit of God began to move and angels went to work. I'm saying it right now. Some of you are here right now and angels are right now working on your behalf to answer the prayer of your heart. There's someone online right now that you're leaning into this message. You're saying amen, and you're locked into every word. And I'm telling you by the Spirit of God that angels right now, like they were working for Peter, are working for you behind the scenes to bring answers to the thing that you're praying for. In Acts chapter 12, I want you to notice in verse 11, when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel." And delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, 
whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered, come on, together doing what? Praying. So the sixth thing that happens is God answers our prayer when we gather together. Let's look at the number seven thing. Prayer happens. Not only do we get answers to prayer, but prayer happens when we're gathered together. Look at Matthew chapter 22. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 22, he says, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore, go into the highways, and many of them as you can find, invite them to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways and did what? gathered together all whom, whom they found, both bad and good, and, they, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. Guess what else happens when we are gathered together? Folks get saved when we have church. If there's no other reason to brave the threat of, of, of sickness and disease, it's for the sake of somebody else giving their life to Jesus salvation happens. Do you know the one thing that I find, you know, eerily, um, I, I don't like it, but in six months, I've not gotten one text message or message online of people who have prayed the sinner's prayer, given their life to Jesus Christ. When we have church, people invite their friends and family members who may be saved or unsaved, but they come into a place to hear the word of God. And so week in and week out, when we gather together, people get saved at church. Oh, y'all going to have to stay with me in this today. If there's no other reason why we gather together, it's God wants his family, his house to be filled. He said, compel them to come. Go out there, invite them to come. Next Sunday, we have the opportunity to fill this house. If we need to add more chairs, we've got more chairs. If we need to add more distance, we've got more distance. If we need to add more room, we've got more room. But what God wants is for his folks to gather together to give opportunity for those that are lost and on a road to hell to get saved. I'm almost done. There's 10 things. That happened when? I got seven minutes on my clock. How y'all doing? Am I preaching good today? How about you online, on YouTube? Come on, put it in the comments. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Whoo. I saved the best for last. So I just want to make sure you're ready. But I need your help. Because there's some things, there's some good things that happen when we're gathered together. I know Dr. Fauci said don't do it. Oh, y'all quiet now. I don't have a PhD like Dr. Fauci, but I got the word of God. God, God says good things happen when my people gather together. Can't speak for what happens at Walmart. I can't, I can't speak to happen what happened at Costco. 
You know, if the devil had his way, he'd have you locked up in your house and go out, peep out through the door, barely being able to eat, drink, you know, barely be out. Come on, if the devil had his way, he'd have, he, because he don't want, he doesn't want what happens when believers gather together to happen. So he wants to separate. He wants to get you out. He wants to get you in a weak place. He wants to get you isolated. He wants to get you in a dark place so he can snoop in and you don't have no strength of help. The Bible teaches us that when we're united, we stand. And when we're divided, we fall. Number nine. Turn with me in your Bible to Mark chapter one. Let's look at the ninth thing that happens when we're gathered together. Mark chapter 1, verse 32 through 34. At evening, when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out demons, and he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Notice the ninth thing that happens when we're gathered together. Number nine, healing happens. You know, another thing I've noticed over the last six months, I haven't laid hands on the sick. Think about that. The Bible says these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Oh, you're not supposed to shake hands. Oh, you you know, you know, kind of air high five. Jesus wasn't concerned about catching leprosy or any other contagious blood disease. He wasn't concerned. Why? Because there was the power of God on him and the power of the enemy at work on them. And the power of God drives out the power of darkness every single time. So stir up your expectation. Set it back in your mind. Church of all places is a safe place. And what happens when believers are gathered together, healing happens in the name of Jesus. Let's look at number 10. Are you ready to shout praise God? Amen. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of um, uh, Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20 and verse number 7 through 10. Now on the first day of the week when the disciples came together, they did what? Came together to break bread. Paul, ready to depart on the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where they were, what? Gathered together. And in a window sat a certain young man named Eutychus, uh, who was sinking deep into his sleep. Nudge your neighbor and tell him not a good time to fall asleep. <laughs> he was overcome by sleep. And Paul was, and as Paul continued speaking, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. Uh, one preacher, I think my dad said this was the first time I heard it. Other preachers have said it. That's why his name is Eutychus. Eutychus. This, this man was sitting up in a window, Paul preaching for a long time. You ever been to church and preacher just seemed to go a little bit too long? Brother Boone nodded his head a couple of times. 
long time ago, I thought I saw Brother Boone. No, that was at the old building. Amen. So every now and then, I keep an eye on him. That's said, nudge your neighbor. Praise God. Now I'm telling you why his name is Eutychus. He's sitting up in the window, three stories off the ground. Paul preaching for a long time. Many people gather together to hear the word of God. <laughs> and he fell deep into sleep. You know how your kids do when they really sleep and just almost fall out, almost fall out the car seat? Well, Eutychus fell out a third-story window and died. Well, if you fall out a third-story window, Eutychus too. Some of you all get that on your way home. <laughs> I'm just, that's just what my daddy said that. I've never forgot that. I don't think that's why he was called Eutychus. <laughs> so this young man is in that place. He falls out of this third-story room. And he, the Bible says that he was taken up dead. But Paul went down and fell on him and embracing him said, Do not trouble yourselves for his life is in him. You know what the 10th thing that happens when we gather together? I'm here to tell you miracles, signs, and wonders happen. How many of you need a miracle in your life? Yeah, that may be not as though it was in the scripture, but in your life, if you need a miracle from God, if you're watching me online and you're wondering whether now's a good time to come or not, but you're facing a situation where you need a miracle from God, then I'm challenging you. Find yourself to a church somewhere. Keep your mask on. Put your hand sanitizer. Don't touch nobody, but give praise and glory to the Almighty God. Worship the Lord. Pray before God. Hear His Word and watch the Holy Spirit begin to move. Watch the Spirit of God begin to prophesy over your life. Watch the Spirit of God begin to heal symptoms of sickness and disease on your life and watch miracles happen as a result of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Did y'all get something out of that today? Come on, stand up on your feet. Woo! Glory to God. Amen, amen, amen. Now that was worth coming out for. Thank you for being a part of this service. But just before you go, if I could have every head bowed and every eye closed in prayer. If you're here or online and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you. If you want to give your life to the Lord, repeat this prayer and he'll hear you right where you stand. Say it out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe that Jesus Christ is your son that he died for me bearing my sins on the cross at Calvary they put him in a grave but I believe you raised him from the dead come into my heart save me from my sins Lord I repent for all my sins and I accept your offer of forgiveness therefore I believe I'm saved. Heaven is now my home. I'm born again. Amen. Congratulations. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer,
Welcome to the Faith Family. Get into a good word church like Faith Family Church and watch great things happen in your life in Jesus' name.